0: Welcome to episode 52. Of the Good
1: Words Podcast. This is our 52 episode extravaganza. So
0: if you have made it this far with us, I just want you to take a moment and give yourself a round of applause. (laughs) And um, yes, I'm Rebecca. I'm Tim. (laughs) And this is the Good Words Podcast. A
1: podcast where every other week or so, we talk about parenting and movies and books and pop culture and living as a Christian in this world. Old.
0: Yes. All that and more. <laughs> and a few other things. Uh, so, yes. Um, well, to kick it off, we're going to talk about things you never thought that um, you'd have to childproof. Right.
1: You know, when you're a parent, you know, you kind of go through that phase where you're like looking for the sharp corners of things in your house, putting little foam pads on them. You know, plugging all the outlets with those little plastic doohickeys so the kids don't shove things in there to electrocute themselves.
0: Telling your children no-no to knives, you know, these things. No, no knives. (laughs) Don't play with knives.
1: Don't play with fire. Thank you. Don't play with daddy's work computer. (laughs) Well, anyway, speaking of work computers, this isn't even the work computer. Our family computer is an older MacBook Air, uh, which in case you're not, you know, familiar, it's the very, it's the wedge-shaped aluminum one. And wedge-shaped means... Uh, Knife shaped. <laughs> and uh, I never thought uh, about putting a rubber padded case around the corners <laughs> of our MacBook Air, but. Uh, because I didn't childproof our laptop, our son now has a big old red bruise, cut thing along the side of his face, right next to his eye, where he managed to run into the edge of the laptop while I was moving it.
0: <laughs> so yes, use those girls if in self-defense. if yeah, any intruders right. Should come you know, into your if house if someone
1: attacks you and you're carrying and you know a and a MacBook Air. Just just go ahead and hit hit them with it. Yeah, because really that's that's. Probably what it's best for.
0: Gone is the pepper spray. Oh yeah, you just grab that sucker oh, wham, out, right in there. <laughs> I mean, it that it, it's,
1: it's kind of heavy duty.
0: Go for the eye. And you know,
1: everything in here is solid state, so it probably will still work pretty good afterwards. You know, you never know.
0: Yeah, and you'll probably have the DNA of your intruder. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't wipe
1: that off. You, the police are going to want to see that.
0: <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that went
1: a different direction i thought we were just going to talk about injuring our children but you went to self-defense intruder attacker mode um, so that's that's interesting i wasn't quite expecting it to go there
0: well you know it kind of leads right into one of our questions the oh, the no oh no of you questions. found you pulled out
1: these stack of questions that are supposed to make me uncomfortable yes so i'm really curious you have three of them in your hand i only agreed to one
0: Oh well, we'll see. You better you better <laughs> we'll start. The you better start with us. your favorite. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is my favorite, but it ties in the best. Do you look more often for the tragedy and comedy, or the comedy in tragedy?
1: Oh, like oh, the juxtaposition of tragedy <laughs> in a comedy, or comedy in a tragedy. Uh, they're so good together. Aren't I think. They? I think I enjoy the tragedy part of it like when of it's a, the
0: comedy right
1: when it's a comedy but there's like a tragic thing to it i i enjoy that
0: yes does that kind of mean like i think i have kind of a dark sense of humor is that kind of the same so. sort of thing like yeah that you would classify that as
1: right right it's i i mean going back to one of our all-time favorite movies stranger than fiction
0: yeah um
1: starring will ferrell yeah uh yeah it's it's really like what is it it starts out it seems like a comedy it seems like he's gonna fall in love and get the girl and and then it's like no no this is supposed to be a tragedy uh but then it ends up still being a comedy. Um <laughs> psych spoiler alert. Um
0: <laughs> Yes, yes, I do love those like um I love the twists. And so I think that's a hard question because I think I like I like both tragedy. I like sad things when they're in a funny movie it has and I been... like funny in a sad like I like I like both of them like what they said because I feel like if you put them together That's when it makes sense. Like, the unexpected, I love.
1: It totally does. But it has been funny watching. Like, I've definitely noticed these last few months as we've been choosing uh, shows to watch at night before we fall asleep um, on Netflix. It's interesting, like, thinking about, like, what can I watch tonight that will not, like, like, am I in the mood for something dramatic and exciting that's, like, kind of, like, sad or scary? Or am I in the mood for something that is, you know like just just silly and happy and comedy and just not you know not too serious like really I really feel drawn different directions depending on the night of the week what's happened during the day how things have been going it's very interesting
0: totally totally yeah we've we've kind of started um, watching comedians and cars a little bit which has been kind of you missed oh yeah sorry
1: comedians and cars getting coffee
0: it's kind of complex it's a long title it is it is to be fair and um, that one's kind of a good one to relax to because you know it's it's just like conversations. But why I love it, it's like the craft of um, of comedy, and I'm very interested in the craft because it, mm-hmm. it is a type of storytelling. It is
1: a type of. A creative art and and they do they talk about it they talk about what it's like to work in that medium
0: yes and i think especially like striking was there's an episode with steve martin and he's on there and it's mm. like his persona is so different from who he is like it's such it was such an act like such a like a very um
1: calculated yes
0: there's the word calculated act where like he knew
1: exactly what he was doing why he was doing it he was always like uh intellectually cerebrally aware of why he was funny and how he was doing it yeah which like you were saying like he looks like a little bit like maybe he's on the autism spectrum or something like like (laughs) at least in this one interview he (laughs) sort of comes off that way
0: (laughs) he does Uh,
1: which is fine I think that's great like I think there's some people that are incredibly funny when they you know kind of go that direction
0: right and so I mean that worked for him and he was able to be this this character and able to calculate it out and I I love that and then some people are just like chasing excitement it seems like like they're just that big personality but I love that there's a lot of comedians that don't really have that huge personality that are just more like like,
1: they struck gold they figured out how to be entertainers and then like that's their job
0: yeah yeah so I think that's Really interesting. I wonder um, if you could if you felt any kinship to any of the comedians like that we've seen so far, um, have, has anybody like kind oh. of like struck you as someone that, I don't know you'd get along with or that you understand them? like:
1: Yeah, I think I mean, I think the <laughs> kind of two ends of two opposites here. Um, Jimmy Fallon seems like the most likable. Mm-hmm. um enthusiastic person yeah and i think i would get along with him but i think that's kind of also his persona that he does like that's why he's successful because i think most people kind of look at him and go i think i'd get along with this yeah
0: guy. yeah
1: um and i think the other one was jim carrey oh um,
0: goodness he's... i hate
1: him <laughs> yeah i know i know and and i don't uh disagree with you that he's really like upsetting but like i think i I think that he's like that's also he's he's playing this act and he's sort of like he's decided to be this person that is different that is known for being really strange and oddball and
0: when he did stand up like he stood up like on the chair to try to like get the like sweetener in his coffee that is something of, you yeah, would do that's my so kind of I could see that I could you know. see that part I just like dislike his movies because they usually have like a lot of like
1: Oh no, his his movies from like in well, the '90s stuff. and I stuff. Don't like Those that. movies were terrible. But and
0: and he was yeah, he's kind of weird. But I could see that particular part. Like, but I did for you. I did think of um Jimmy Fallon, and then I thought of Will Ferrell. But that's probably because I actually think Will Ferrell is. Really oh funny my gosh, and that and was the craziest funny, so.
1: thing. It's like Will Ferrell. Like, I'm sure. You know, he's always kind of playing that character, but oh, he was the most genuinely funny on that show. Yeah. Like, he just had the charm turned up to 11 during that entire, like, episode. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how much of that is an act, how much of that is calculated, but he was really good <laughs> at being Will Ferrell. Because
0: <laughs> he said, like, in his interview, like, he didn't have, like, comedic Oh, his initial, right? not
1: interview. Um, yeah, in his interview, he talked about his first audition to get on Saturday Night Live which I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since I was pretty young, but like – Anyway, like that's that's just so crazy to me that he had not really been a stand-up comedian. Like he had done some improv and stuff, but he just like showed up to do an audition and just he played with cat toys and to be a cat. He, he pretended to be a cat for like twenty minutes straight in front of the camera, and that was his audition that got him into where he is. Like you gotta respect that kind of
0: <laughs> just dedication to something so weird. And it, like, how funny would that be to be the people watching this and just be like. This guy is either like mentally unstable or like very funny. Hard to say.
1: He said like there's no one in the audience, no one watching or responding. It's just a cameraman and a sound guy. Like a boom operator and that's it. Like them just watching him do that. <laughs>
0: That would be, like, the most nerve-wracking oh. moment to just be, like, am I crazy or is this funny? <laughs> what am I doing? Would people laugh or, like... <laughs> and
1: it makes you wonder how many other people have gone to audition for Saturday Night Live and, like, thought that they had that same level of genius. Yeah, And then, like, just, like, everyone just looked at them and said, you are so weird. Go away.
0: Like the poor dog toy guy. <laughs> right. The guy who we came out pretending to be a dog. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's it's what it is <laughs> exactly oh my word Um. so um well i don't know if i should ask another question or should let's we... do follow-up yes! real quick okay let's do we
1: it. we should do follow-up from um previous episodes uh i think on the last episode we talked about a cd that the boys um That we'd gotten from the library full of uh, preschooler songs. I
0: think you might remember it well. A tutti ta.
1: That's right. And we thought it was completely insane. But we got a little bit of follow-up from listener Rachel um, she said, uh, listen, she's a
0: preschool, like she's she, been a preschool appara and teacher. before. Exactly. So. exactly.
1: She's worked in preschool classes a lot. Um, so listening to your latest podcast cracking up, um, she says, feel free to make fun of Dr. Jean who is, was the name on that CD that we, I don't think we've even mentioned in the show, but, right. but she is, um, she's definitely made it. She is a famous preschool song writer and performer and she's known throughout preschools around the land
0: and when i read that i was like what world are we living in that a ta is like a famous thing it's how beloved how and popular. how like what world are we in is my first thought to this but but thankfully yes yeah, she said that she did make it so now i don't feel so bad about making fun of her because remember the last episode was right. like i felt guilty because i wasn't sure if she was like reaching for the stars and
1: so i wanted to bring that up too. like what does that say like about you that you think it's okay to ridicule and judge someone who has a little bit of public success and fame. How does that affect your ability to really reach for public success and fame as a writer? (laughs) Because if you think it's totally okay for people to judge you and make fun of you once you've made it, (laughs) <laughs> will you ever really be willing to do what it takes to make it?
0: That's a good question. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that if I ever do make it, that I will never read any reviews. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't dream. read the comments. You
1: do not. Do not ever read anything anyone writes about you. Absolutely. That's that's rule number one. Um, speaking of which, if you'd like to leave us some comments mm, on yeah. uh, the iTunes uh, store, if you will put a link in the show notes, you uh, go open up iTunes on your phone or on your on your computer, you can just rate and review our show. You don't even have to write a review. You can just leave us a star rating. And that um, will
0: really help get the word out there. Yeah, if a few people podcast.
1: start leaving ratings and if reviews, it. then it'll start showing up in, in the rankings and search results and stuff like that.
0: But maybe only rate us if you enjoy it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, if you don't feel like giving us five stars.
0: We haven't made it, so you can't give us one star. That's right.
1: I like this rule better, maybe. Hmm. Well, what are you doing still listening to us? (laughs) You only like us one star, (laughs) watch
0: that's true. Um, but but maybe they
1: really loved seeing the tragedy. Oh in, yeah, maybe, this comedy. Maybe
0: it's because they're making fun of us that they're still Ooh, listening.
1: They see us which, going in a tragic direction. They you want to find okay. out are we going to lose our minds and, and like crash and burn.
0: Well, we implode. <laughs> yes. Fun to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had another song that's yes. famous by uh, this Dr. Gene. The
1: name of this song that we need to check out and we may you know be able to insert a little clip of it is Who Let the A Out? And it goes, Who Let the A Out? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Who let the bee out? Buh, buh, buh. I think you get where we're going. It goes through the whole alphabet. Um, you know, uh, slightly ashamed to admit, since this is Rachel saying this, I used this song, but. Guess whose preschoolers knew their letters <laughs> by the end of the year?
0: And not only that, but the phonics. So I have to respect that they would know all of that. But it's like shocking that it could be from that that song. So, what? so there's
1: got to be a few awkward ones. Like who what who let the Y out? Yeah, who let the, who wet the, oh, the Y out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No.
0: <laughs> Aren't they all awkward? E,
1: kind e, of. They are. And then x. the vowels have different sounds. Who x, let
0: the X, x out? X, <laughs> x, 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 x. Turns into a bit of a. Rap. It's
1: right. it's a no, no, techno. <laughs> or techno, I mean. That's Sorry. right.
0: Sorry, <laughs> you're right. Yes. So, okay, so if you use the song.
1: Atuja uh, like, Ta? Or n- Who Let the A Out?
0: Uh, like, Who Let the A Out? She like uses kind of some of the songs that are well known, like the basic <laughs> structure of the song. Like, yes. what is that called? Like, if you. Is that a parody of this? It's not really a parody. You're not I really making think it fun of it. Is. It's like a learning tool.
1: Exactly. They're reusing it as a learning tool. And so I think that's probably classified as satire. Um, which is like I'm not sure how much she's protected by free use if she had to license who let the dogs out by the um what
0: Bob. <sighs> i don't remember
1: I don't who, remember who remember. was the, the artist that something came
0: up can we is artist really a term that could be used for that song everything is art <laughs>
1: if what we're doing is art what they're doing is art
0: wait did you just compare us to let the dogs out yes <laughs> that's so sad and yet i guess again they do have a lot more fame let's go
1: on to itunes and count the number of ratings and stars that that song has and compare it to our podcast
0: that's that's a good point um but maybe maybe we shouldn't Um, super sad and depressing
1: (laughs) we'll check in next episode and see how we're doing against (laughs) that rating we have
0: one and they have five trillion <laughs> uh, no just like
1: average star rating like if we just have one five star review we'll have a better average Damn, than them it's so. done
0: um, help us achieve our goals people <laughs> exactly i feel like we've come in like we're starting to become like a fund almost like you know when you turn on the radio and it's like um they just keep talking about raising money for the station fundraising yeah like i feel yes. like we're like um you yeah know. a telethon <laughs> like how many times can we, we insert, are gonna rate keep us? talking until <laughs> you write us <laughs> except wait you'll just turn us off <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the way with podcasts it's always <laughs> voluntary and you can listen to us at two x, so it really lasts even less time than we hope didn't
0: you say that we sound better at like
1: everyone sounds better every podcast in my opinion sounds better sped up
0: cuz there's like less pauses, they're more intense. Yes. I can only go to like 1.25 and that sounds normal to me still. Yes. 1.5 I start getting jittery.
1: There is this weird effect. So I listen at high speed all the time. If you ever if I ever go back and slow down a podcast that I normally listen to and slow it down to 1x, everyone sounds like they're a little bit drunk. <laughs> like seriously, it's like, like why are you? super slow? Everyone so slow <laughs> It's like oh everyone is super chill. This is Bob Ross all over the place like
0: <laughs> Except Bob Ross gives me a great deal of anxiety. What he... <sighs>
1: You're going to have to tell us about this. Have you already told us about this? I don't think I so. I can't
0: remember if I have. Tell but, us
1: about Bob Ross. Okay. It, tell he us about stresses your
0: me out with Bob Ross. Okay. He stresses me out. Like he's such a nice person, but it's so stressful to me because I don't know what he's going to do next. And so then it's like, is he going to put a tree and like ruin the whole thing? <laughs> like he has this beautiful, I get attached to like his scenery and then he might change it all up. And so like me not knowing how he's going to change it, then change the scenery stresses me out so much
1: there there is something miswired inside of you <laughs> like, you can't why? watch the process it is his so art. relaxing it is so peaceful to me to watch Bob Ross I don't get it go ahead and check in let us know if you agree with me or Becca. <laughs> I think Bob Ross is pretty darn now, the, peaceful
0: the game um the that, chill the Bo- oh
1: I can highly recommend this
0: yes what's it chill fa- what is it called
1: it's just the Bob Ross board game and no chillest game in the world that is
0: calming and I did enjoy that game a lot
1: and it's got some good strategy to it. Highly recommend it if you can pick up the Bob Ross board game somewhere. It's actually a really well-designed game. Yeah, it's really good. Let's go ahead and check in with the local newspaper because we have another month.
0: Yes, we have another month of local news. So Tim, here's a a question for you. How do you feel about the month of weather being summed up in a news article? Is that an effective medium to talk about the weather? Or would you say... (laughs) Mm, probably I would cut that article I'm super curious if you actually would find that effective or not
1: isn't that one of those classic things that you you should never talk about because it's boring talking about the weather is is boring small talk it's one of those categories
0: yeah but yet it kind of gives you this overall like summation of like the rainfall and the yeah well this half the month was hotter than normal but well, this you know, half was nice, cooler the
1: nice thing about that is like it is factual like there is You can just basically say, statistically, the month of June, um, you know, was deviated from the average by this many percentage points. I would find that... At least factual.
0: So, would that, uh, would you write an actual article about it or would you maybe make it more of a bullet or a graph? What's the meaning of an article?
1: Yeah, I would definitely make it a, I would definitely choose to make it a, a visualization, some sort of infographic, I believe is the term they use in newspapers, infographic.
0: Because what we have is we actually have. Quite a sizable article. Oh, that's a lot of text. It. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's three whole columns of text. Yes. Uh-huh. With no graphics.
0: Mm-mm. No. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: The month of June. They haven't summarized any other weather months, have
0: they? Um. You know, this is, I think, the first one that I've noticed. But maybe that I've also just is skipped. a little strange. Maybe I've skipped by it and just have been like. not noticed it Uh, but it's it's very detailed it's like from the 18th to the 23rd (laughs) it's like it gives these tidy
1: specific uh five-day window that was unusually hot or an unusually dry
0: should i open with the first paragraph just to throw it out okay so this is kind of how they took uh, the approach june was another warm and relatively dry month we did get more moisture than we haven't seen but because it was june some of the moisture was a uh, associated with severe weather mainly large hail at times overall the month was warmer than normal by several degrees with participation coming in just below average and then you know he goes down and breaks it down into like a few day periods or like a each storm, hail storm that happened Whoa. so I don't know I, I'm kind of torn because I mean if you're a weather nerd maybe that's like you just want to look at that month again and soak it in um,
1: I sort of get this. I sort of understand why they would want to do this.
0: You know, so it could be I don't be understand a thing.
1: which editor would have choose to allow
0: that. Right. Mm. Right. Or is this, I mean, it seems, I mean, one of, you know, the top rules for newspapers is it's timely and that <laughs> it seems... <laughs> See it's a little delayed,
1: but really, anything we know about the local community newspaper, it does not follow anyone else's rules.
0: <laughs> um, I do appreciate that all the pictures usually are just people like standing there in a group. But this picture is of a sign and oh. this is a kind of exciting.
1: Um, oh, that's a good picture. All oh, right, caption says, residents of the Creekside neighborhood report that increased trespassing in the protected Preble's mouse habitat along Jackson <laughs> Creek is creating public safety hazards and that calling the police has not produced satisfactory results.
0: And I think why I had to bring that is up is is there a there's mouse habitats? That's a thing.
1: Actually, it is a thing and I do know about this. I've heard complaints about this a Tell long me. time ago. Tell me, um, yeah, there's a neighborhood in town that has an endangered species of mouse um, that lives in tall grass, and is it jump? I think maybe it's a jumping mouse, maybe not that the Prebles is- mouse, but I, I don't really know exactly why it's called that. We can, of course, link to Wikipedia. But the um, yeah, there's there's a place where they built a housing development, but they couldn't like put in parks and they couldn't like use up as much land as they wanted to because some environmental people came in and said sorry there's an endangered species of mouse living here you can't have your neighborhood encroach upon its habitat
0: that's kind of amazing like i i that is a fun fact like i mean yeah um, of mice like i mean i wonder if if they wandered into your house mm-hmm. if like oh, you probably can't do anything no, to it
1: absolutely if you're caught with a with a, a um, pre-bull's mouse in your mouse trap. You're probably gonna you know see a fine
0: in fact you should probably just go ahead and breed them like try to capture them and breed them <laughs> let's make those suckers unendangered <laughs> oh my gosh
1: i was so last night we were we were hanging out at a friend's house and we were watching the kids play in a big pile of dirt um you know as they do boys love playing in piles of dirt and so uh i was watching this little mouse like dig a hole like like it had its little burrow in the su- like around the back side of the dirt pile and the kids weren't really going back there and i'm just watching this mouse like push dirt out of its hole it's kind of cute it's kind of a big mouse and uh, all of a sudden one of the little boys just walks over there and just sticks his foot right in the mouse's hole just like perfectly like right in there and i was like um maybe you should move <laughs> I,
0: like not that. You know. And that was coming from, because you were such a dirt digger as we've I talked about in previous loved, episodes. Loved so you dirt. recognize quickly the mouse holds. Have you been bitten by a mouse before? Yes,
1: like- I have actually. Um, listener John may remember when I was <laughs> 11 years old in his backyard. Uh, someone's one of his neighbors had found a mouse and put it in a cardboard box And uh, we are all looking at it and playing with it and trying to touch it. And, of course, I was a little too fearless, decided to touch the mouse. And the mouse just latched on with its teeth and (laughs) dug into my finger. And I just swung my arm and the mouse went flying. And I think that was the end of that mouse.
0: Man, imagine if that had been an endangered mouse. Like maybe you were the downfall of I the I
1: was mouse. so afraid. I didn't tell my parents about it. I like tried to hide it and stuff.
0: Because that you killed it, that well, was scary to me. I was more or... scared that I
1: was going to have to like go to the doctor and get like a tetanus shot. <laughs> like you had
0: rabies or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was going to have to get like rabies shots or something. So I didn't say anything about it. Just hoped for the best. <laughs>
0: that is funny yes because I saw you be really on top of it with with the kids so I felt like you had a mouse story because I'm like how did you identify that there was a mouse hole right there like from afar but you could see it from afar. they're just rodents
1: and you know my first thought was where's my bb gun like (laughs) because they're great target practice Uh, my second thought was oh yeah I really hope the kids don't get bit
0: (laughs) that is funny and, um, yeah, so just two more quick things. Um, there was a fundraiser, which was actually for a super good, um, cause, but it was for washing both dogs and cars. And what I want to know is why not wash babies? Like if oh, I, I mean, I want to bring my baby.
1: They wiggle so much.
0: <laughs> I just feel like that maybe that could be, or like a pile of dishes. Can I bring you a yes, pile of dishes and you wash those? Here,
1: you put all your dishes in a big bucket. And you bring that to the car wash and Will you and wash say, my
0: laundry with the washboard? Like, will you do these things for... Like, how many things will you wash? Well,
1: how much money are you willing to donate to their cause? <laughs> That's the question, really. I
0: like an open-ended wash. I feel and like... And they're not
1: going to dry it. So you still have to take it home and, like, you know, hang it up to dry and stuff.
0: Well, maybe there's another fundraiser for drying <laughs> right there.
1: <laughs> maybe they can use one of the... Like, reuse one of those um, uh, green chili roasters, you know, with the, the propane tank. Like we have that around here in the fall, like all the the green chilies, yeah. like um, they come up and they they uh, yeah roast them for you. You get fresh roasted green chilies. It's kind of like a big dryer, like a big clothes dryer. It's a big metal cage that they spray um, uh, flaming propane into.
0: I think that could be amazing. It
1: could be. It could be fun.
0: Um we also had a letters to oh. our community section this oh, time, which I letters. which I haven't seen letters to the editor and letters to the editors <laughs> of un um, former ones but but I feel like there was a fun one where it was like. Um, name withheld by request. So
1: <laughs> they really wanted to anonymously spew their opinions into the public discourse,
0: and it was like,
1: they, have ski- they not heard of the internet? Sky
0: scathing, scathing review where it was like um, the um, district, the school district leaders have spent two years misleading the public to present a picture of um, burgeoning student population that requires not one but two school buildings um so it says um we're yeah so so they're disguising this abundance of space it's this huge like um conspiracy and so i just love that they're willing to print this like anonymously and i i mean doesn't it make you want to send in something like anonymously that is just crazy <laughs> Well,
1: and it's like of all the things to blow the whistle on it's like really there's like, a
0: conspiracy about the school district taxpayers arise like okay. was basically the call I'm to totally action fine
1: with with people wanting to you know defend the taxpayers from overspending government bodies that's great but it's like you chose to pick on the school district for getting too much space <laughs> <laughs> it's like really like our communities are clearly going to continue to grow like we're in a place where the populations are going to continue to grow and so it's like yes they chose to overspend and build slightly bigger buildings than they absolutely had to like i don't think you're going to get very many people on your side to 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 go to war against those government bureaucrats
0: well it made me think like my favorite um day uh like at, when I was working in the elections department, was oh, there yes. was this um, lady that called, and she was like, "I'm I'm calling from like a public phone or something like that because a secret um, location, yes, from a secret location because I'm no longer allowed in your county, and like they they're tracking me, and like she was like,
1: if only they were. <laughs> I, know. I really hope they are tracking her. She sounds a bit crazy,
0: <laughs> and she gave me this huge chain of numbers to write down, which of course I did because it was really funny to me (laughs) (laughs)
1: it was like like a lost like chain of numbers like 8 13 15
0: and i like to pretend that something was really happening it was kind of fun to like escape with her for a few minutes Mm -hmm. you know so you write down this chain of numbers and then she was like you will receive a series of 10 emails to the email address um, to six different um, county email addresses, and if you do not receive them, that means the situation has been compromised. Mm. And oh no, and I know, <laughs> this I know, poor lady. I know. It is sad. It is sad. So I don't mean to be but too on hard. The on the other her. hand,
1: these are the same kind of people who like call in and like admit to crimes that they didn't commit and like waste police resources and things like that. So
0: and yell at you and stuff. But but this lady, though, I mean, it was a great reprieve for me because although I did feel bad for her, maybe that was seeing the tragedy in the. Mm. Or the comedy and the tragedy. Yes, maybe? it
1: is probably the comedy and the tragedy there.
0: Because it was fun to pretend that this was like a secret agent calling me. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is more fun than the reality, for sure.
0: <laughs> that only her and I could change the course of the election, and it was so, it was a team question effort.
1: Question is, Becca. Did you change the course of the election?
0: Well, I have the numbers, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh. Uh. Well, there you go. Oh my. Um, so Tim, question from the box. Mm-hmm. But how, we have so many other things to talk about. I know we do, but I have to ask you this. Um, how often do you think about germs? Hmm.
1: Only when I absolutely have to.
0: Like when our boys chew on the fly swatter, is that gross to you? Like on the part where you kill the bugs? Yeah, that's gross. Would you stop that if you were there? Yeah. I was curious. Like I let that go on because basically I'm so broken because everything feels like germ-laden to me. Mm 'Cause um I think I've mentioned that I have some O C D and so like I'm a I'm a room scanner and like an accounter and you know, like I do a lot of uh compulsive behaviors in my mind and um anyway so I feel like um the germ thing like everything is so disgusting that it's like a little bit broken and so So
1: you just don't even know what to what to care about right so well and it's fine because when you see the boys doing something disgusting like is it really worth it I don't know if it is
0: that's what I was like so that's what I try to I was really curious what you would say on that one because I try to think like what would Tim think about this situation You know, like, would he think it was gross? Would he be okay with this?
1: That is a problem that you cannot trust your instincts.
0: Right? Mm. I definitely trust yours more on it because I go crazy if I start to trust mine because of the intense germ phobia. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I mean,
1: flies are gross. Not that we swat that many flies, but um, flies are gross. And their dead guts have been drying on that thing for who knows how long.
0: So he was eating it, and oh. then he started licking me, and oh it was it was a thing that no, happened. that is gross. You got to stop that.
1: <laughs> I think I think people will agree with me. Not that you maybe can fix everything, but
0: oh. that's maybe a spot for the show: is this gross or not?
1: <laughs> that's our new our new segment: is this gross?
0: <laughs> and so that happens a lot in our marriage. Where I'll ask him if it's gross or not because it's just like I don't know. I just can't i can't stop the insanity no
1: you can't you can't they're boys you can't stop the insanity but i i'm so sorry good luck
0: (laughs) but we have been trying some fun parenting um things lately
1: fun um i'm not sure that word means the same thing to me as it does to
0: you Um, yes, because, well, it's been driving me crazy because we've been like counting to five for a while. And then that will be like, and they'll be like, or you'll get a consequence. But that's that thing that I never wanted to, like, it makes me uncomfortable when I go to people's houses and like, they'll be threatening their kids all the time. It makes me feel like kind of uncomfortable, but Mm -hmm. like we are that house, you know, so it's been difficult because we've become that because you know it's been weird well
1: because like it starts working they start giving us feedback where it's like they will get to three or four and they'll freak out and we're like oh my gosh it's working okay maybe we keep using this yeah
0: so it's trained us to we just we've gone with it so but this week we've started laying down the line there's been no more counting there's been no more like because we're like they're smart enough to get that they're just gonna get the consequence
1: there is one like statement of you are not supposed to do that and if they do it again in a reasonable amount of time, you know, hours or days even, then they get a consequence right away. I hey, know,
0: I give them two because that Wild Things book that we were reading, we're yeah. saying that boys like need a couple times hearing it. So the first time I just say it and then the second time I bend down, look at him in the eye, touch their shoulder and tell them. And then if they still do it, then Defense I know that yep. they haven't heard. So I give them a couple times because that book said it. And that book has been so far very effective.
1: That seems like a very reasonable rule to, to stand on I think that's good it's like, they don't remember all the rules. Like, they will forget the rules in the moment. And so we say it once or maybe twice. I think I've been mostly just saying it once. but Maybe
0: yeah. that's okay, though. And some maybe of the things I are shouldn't. so
1: obvious. Where it's like when Andrew hit Simon in the face with that fly swatter, like, he just whacked him with a metal stick. And oh, yeah. Like,
0: then I don't even tell him once. Right. Like, it's like, it's consequence. Yes, like, if you're like...
1: Or you flip a chair, like, yeah, in, in yes, anger. Yes, which throwing happens, a, tantrum.
0: a shocking amount of yes. times yes. in this it's house. Like,
1: no, you just go get a consequence. It's, it's time. You either, yeah we yeah
0: mhm yep yep and so that's um we've we've been doing that and i feel like it's had some interesting results like they've started acting out like like I'll say, sometimes I'll say, like when I'm grumpy, I'll say, "Okay," and like it'll be in this tone, like it'll just be that. But Simon will automatically be like, "Am I getting a consequence?" Like he's so scared of getting consequences now because I say it, this tone. I'm like, "No, I'm just grumpy. I didn't tell you to do anything." Like I'll only give you a consequence if I've actually told you. You know, right, right. And then the other thing that's been, but he's happening... sensing.
1: He's like, he's like tuned into your mood. Yeah, he knows when you're grumpy, and he's like, "Uh oh, Mama's grumpy. I'm gonna get in trouble."
0: So that's been sad because he's been more scared and like hypervigilant kind of. Yes. But the one that's been funny is they've been giving each other timeouts and like <laughs> counting down because they must miss it. I don't know.
1: That is hilarious. Yes, I heard that one day where it's like, no, Andrew, you're gonna get a consequence oh. if you do that again. And they do Why? it to each other,
0: and then the other one runs and cries, and it's like, I have a timeout, Bobby. It gave me a timeout.
1: <laughs> no, that is not how that works. <laughs>
0: So I don't really know what that is. Like, but I mean, there's always a reaction, right? When you change yes. something in your parotene, there's always like, they always react and you don't know what it's going to be, but that's kind of the fun of it. Like, yes, what is, is the reaction going to be to this? That is,
1: it's always a little, a little chemistry experiment. <laughs> what will happen if we tweak this one setting?
0: Will we break them or will we like build them up in a good way? Hard to say. Hard to say. You never know. It's all fun. Parotene is we'll a fun found, experiment. find out together.
1: <laughs> um yeah so we were working on uh some other parenting techniques of mm. uh emotional processing and those things have been a little less fun even than that
0: yes um
1: and that was at the because
0: we've had less control so i think that's been less fun because it's not as like concrete like it's not up to us it depends a lot on them yeah it's
1: like we have to lead them to the tactics like lead them to the, you know, like saying like rating their anger on a scale, like a green to red thermometer of how yeah. angry they are and um, talking about their feelings and doing a counting exercise or doing a breathing exercise or like moving their arms and legs really fast to try to get like the anger out through like spinning around and getting dizzy. Yeah, like, all of these things like they actually seem to work. They Squeezing do seem to like
0: objects, pushing walls
1: Yes, we have these little squeezable like Hulk and um, Groot. (laughs) Thank you, uh, Aunt Carly.
0: Yes.
1: And the, the kids kind of like those. Those are kind of their stress ball, like, anger <laughs> tools. They, they squeeze those things really hard.
0: And when they push on the wall, that works really well, too. Like, do it's they? all things better yeah. than throwing chairs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, but the problem has been trying to actually get them to do the tactics. They work, but trying to get them is very difficult. And so
1: now we've done the thing that I see people do sometimes. And I always am like, huh, does that even work? We've started putting, um, like, tokens inside of a jar when they earn when they do a good thing and then they earn a reward when they get a certain number and it seems to be working okay, kind of. Yeah. The only problem I have with it is that you're trying to make me do it too.
0: Well, because that's what we're supposed to do. We're all mm-hmm. supposed to do it together. And so here's the thing. Like, I don't want to control you, but it came out that way because I was like, Tim, the due date circled on the calendar for getting the right amount of tokens is tonight. Like, you literally have to do them or you're the one that doesn't get to go on the fun activity.
1: And I'm kind of okay with that.
0: <laughs> but like, what example is that setting? That's
1: the problem. Okay. I was okay with not going on the fun activity but that's right? a terrible so, example to set because
0: they both like worked hard to get that mm-hmm. and that it's like part of the fun is supposed to be the dad's there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so that it's going to look terrible if you're like yeah because i didn't care enough <laughs> That is accurate. How shaming can I be to you right now? Pretty shaming,
1: but I'm still going to own it.
0: (laughs) And so I don't want to control you, but I'm like, I feel like you and I have to come through or this isn't Mm going to work.
1: The thing is, I saw the change happen one day this week, one morning that Simon was kind of having a meltdown and like really like upset about something. I saw him do it. I saw him use the breathing and the counting and like I saw him get... His emotions processed and talked to me about them, and then was able to move on within like a couple minutes. It was amazing.
0: And it, you know, and it didn't work as well today, but nope, the whole today thing was is, not a day of success. It's trying to get out of freezing into like a place of action because mm-hmm. the para- the paralysis is the problem, you know? Yeah, you can't, and so, can't
1: do anything about his emotions and they just they get worse, they boil up inside of him but today that's what happened. He was at T-Ball again, the final day of their first year of T-Ball and, uh, oh man, it was a bit of a mess. It
0: was- but it's so cute though, too, because they also really, um, I mean, I think that's the cool thing about having a sibling so close in age to you. Like they've really been there for each other. Like yeah. Simon was too scared to play the tag part. So Andrew grabbed his hand and ran him around and they were like a, blob to be tagged yes and then andrew tag Team, if you will <laughs> there was like a ton of yes tag team there was like a ton of adults trying to get andrew to run the bases correctly because he's <laughs> like Not concentrating, nor does he care. Right. (laughs) And so we're like all trying so hard. And Simon just puts his arms out, like on a home plate, for a hug. And so Andrew just like comes Ah. running towards him and it's like, that's the motivation. Like he tunes out every adult, but like Simon is ready for a hug. Andrew's like, like, I will run into that. So I'm like picturing them like at the major leagues or something. <laughs> Simon's like in home plate. Come on, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> think he'll still run with his arms out like wings.
0: <laughs> yes. in for the giant hug. <laughs> so, but the other part was just a mess. Like the, just trying to work through the, the paralysis and the meltdowns and trying to turn that into like mm-hmm. getting that energy out of, Yes. the body is really hard when oh, you yes. tend towards paralysis completely very difficult completely so we're working on that mm-hmm. um yeah we also wanted to talk a little bit about the thai cave um situation yes
1: the boys and this is of course old news now but those those boys trapped.
0: speaking of making fun of people for not being timely here we are not being timely so you know Hey, (laughs) it's
1: true. But we did know about it. It did cross our awareness. We were we were home on it at a family reunion when it all was happening. So people were talking about it a lot. Yes. Um, We were watching the drama like Mm -hmm. it was it was just such a dramatic thing trying to rescue those boys from that cave and watching it all unfold and like them being in there for days and weeks. Oh, it, it was just crazy, just crazy.
0: Well, and I feel like there were so many miracles that were involved. I mean, just that there—the fact that there was that guy that um, was like a for fun used that like to fly there and explore that cave system was, and map yeah, it out, time. and who so it's it like a decade before. You know, like God knew those boys were going to get lost, and there's this man that has a map to know where to look for the ma- the In, men inside the of the cave. But yeah, you know, like, and so there was there was a lot of miracles and a lot of I think. Just really, truly special things about that, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh it was.
1: Yeah, you were telling me about one little boy who was in there, who was like twelve years old, but could speak five languages.
0: Yeah, like fourteen, but oh, he was okay. a Christian.
1: He was a, went to a Christian school. He was a Christian boy, and so he was the one that translated for them for the divers when the divers first came in. He could speak English.
0: I'm like, that's amazing! He could speak five languages, and it's like such a. If you haven't seen that clip, you should really see it where the british diver first finds them oh, and he's wow. like how many are you and, are there and you know they have the full amount still and he's like brilliant
1: oh that's cool that's so cool gives me yeah, a little bit of goosebumps just thinking about finding them after all those days missing
0: so i guess the the tragedy though in the um well, overall
1: several tragedies yeah well i mean, there, the, I mean
0: the, the man that died is obviously the obvious tragedy but there yeah. is some stuff that really kind of got to us when we were thinking about the whole story
1: yeah and it's like i just i remember it seems like in in a lot of tropical countries you know poor underdeveloped countries mudslides and monsoon rains kill a lot of people and so I can understand they were really worried about this group of boys dying in this cave. Like I, I totally get the, like the fear and the human drama that like captured the world's attention. But it's like how many other people died during that same monsoon season during those weeks in the, you know, fields and villages surrounding them. Cause it's like mountainous terrain and monsoon rains and mudslides and like it just happens all the time that people lose their homes, their livelihoods, or their lives.
0: Well, and they were saying that when the um, when they were pumping the water out, I saw a thing that it was like maybe like 125 farms or something completely flooded. Oh, their they fields were, were the flooded
1: with the water that was being pumped out of the cave for the rescue.
0: And so it's like, well, what happens to maybe maybe some organizations saw them and took care of them. Yeah. You know, I hope but so,
1: because like that, I mean, you'd lose a season of crops like that's pretty devastating.
0: And that's like the type of thing where maybe I don't know this region at all, but there's a lot of other regions where if you lose that type of thing, like you might sell a child or whatever. Right. You know? And maybe just
1: push you over the edge like that could just ruin families to the point where more children would go into being trafficked in that area. And that is a problem in that in in at least in some of those Southeast Asian countries like Thailand. So.
0: And I think that that was just like the part that maybe made us both cry. It's just like that whole thing. Like it was amazing because the the guy that had mapped the whole thing was like, you know, the best people for the job are these two scuba divers. Like you've got to get them in. They came from, you know, Britain and found them. The yeah. UK, I mean.
1: They it, flew in. Yeah.
0: And, you know, but like how cool would that be if we were that connected and all these other situations where you're like oh the best person especially the christian community yes. like the best person for this job for this area like you've got to get these people here and you've got to do this you know I feel like sometimes that
1: does happen i feel like there is that natural network of resources that develops and i think it is happening and occasionally i'll see like someone you know who's in a christian ministry will like tweet out like a, a vague thing like you know someone is being persecuted right now they've just been arrested for for sharing their faith and please pray for them and it's like, you know, those those things do happen, do go out, like the they do capture our attention.
0: And I suppose maybe a part of me is like the selfish reason of just like, I want to be the person that's like, you know, Rebecca Tim, they're the people to put in the situation. Oh, <laughs> you know, so sure. part of me is maybe that selfish part, but but there's also just this excitement of like I mean, what, what made us cry is just the overwhelming nature of we knew all of those stories. Like, I feel like the world knew the story of these, these little boys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many other stories that yeah. are going on that are just as tragic, yeah. if not a worse way to go in some ways, you know? And, and we don't like the whole world doesn't come wrapping their arms around them. Like we like the short story of like, are you going to get these people out? You know, like it's a, it's a manageable goal where like, um, I mean, it was a miracle, but it was, it was a single goal where like all, all of poverty or enslavement and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people working towards it, but those are a lot bigger. They're too big
1: to even have feelings about for a lot of people like I I think there's there's just these characteristics of a like someone being trapped underground it's like you've got the emotional connection everyone kind of understands like claustrophobia and being afraid of the dark like we all get that at some deep level stinking moth flying through our recording studio (laughs) hate those things I can't believe we still have a moth in here with all the poisonous fumes that we've pumped into this room
0: i know who knew mothballs smelled that bad okay
1: if you are ever thinking oh we've got moth problems beware mothballs reek they smell so bad
0: that was the worst
1: we took them out after 24 hours because we're like that's we enough of that.
0: i mean it said seven days but i was like i can't stand this
1: no it was terrible like finally the smell's starting to go away but i still get a whiff of it every time i walk into our bedroom oh
0: yeah it still makes me nauseous at night I, the nauseousness is whatever and we have
1: an air filter in here going all the time trying to clean up that oh,
0: dude, i feel moth, like this stop is dive bombing us this is a terrible juxtaposition we're talking about mothball smell <laughs> with <laughs> problems in the world this is horrible <laughs> okay oh
1: my gosh we are so shallow right mm-hmm.
0: right but you know this is this is what's happening to us right at this moment but it's um obviously not that big of a deal no, it's really not <laughs> Oh, my. That's just kind of funny that that happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> so. um. But yeah, so it was I mean, that's I guess that's what really got us. It's just that there's so many untold stories and so many stories where if the th- world surrounded it like that, we could take care of it.
1: But I don't think there's any way to just like. I mean, maybe you can change it in little parts and little pieces, but I don't think there's any way to just all of a sudden make people care about the different types of tragedies that happen that are less, you know, less um, immediately gripping.
0: Well, and our original vision was tell the stories. And I still love this idea because I believe if churches like watched these um, like short videos each week about different like victories that are happening in other churches. Oh yeah. The global
1: church is amazing. It's huge. And incredible, you know, incredible stories and dramas and tragedies and victories are playing out every single week. And if we could share those.
0: Like our faith was never stoked as much as when we were in Peru. And we got to see like that incredible family of believers. Connected.
1: We were connected with other people on the other side of the world. And it's like, I don't know if every church needs to just like focus in on one other church in a place that's completely different than their own, like a different context, or if it needs to be like this global. I feel thing. like it would be
0: cool to be global because then you're getting all kinds of it because then our experience was completely different when we were in Nepal and just like I feel like there's so many different um places to connect. Mm-hmm. And if you're hearing the stories of victory and tragedy and you're hearing all these things, like I feel like um that, that would just make the church a whole lot stronger because because like our faith would strengthen them in a different way than, and theirs would us, you know, but I just, I believe that like all of us have, you know, a unique role in this big body. And so I feel like the sharing of the stories isn't um, done enough.
1: No. And the way I see missions get treated in a lot of churches is it gets talked about like once a year on a special week. And it's almost always focused around specific, like, missionaries that have gone that the church has been supporting like specific ministries that the church has decided to support that and there's so much like equivocation going on where it's like oh we have to support so many local ministries at the same time that as these international ministries we have to make sure things are spread around amongst types but it's all about like fundraising and distribution of support i don't want it to be about that
0: no like because why we were all watching is we you hear a two-minute brief about these kids in this cave and you can't help but be riveted in on that and want more information you put
1: yourself in their situation and in you their just shoes. want more
0: and so if we had in churches like these little news stories basically yeah we there's no way you want to be pulled in if it was done like a news story like, i agree
1: i agree Maybe there is someone out there that's doing it, but it's like, I've just never we seen just it haven't... come up in a church.
0: But that that was like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago that we first started thinking yeah. about that. There's this neat
1: group of people we kind of got in touch with, um, and I still get the emails from time to time, called the Visual Story Network. And yeah. that was all people who were doing film um, and video production for the kingdom. Like, they were trying to do it. But a lot of it was like documentaries or like um, like travelogues and and different things like that. Like it was, it was all like one-off like filmmaking projects for the most part. Yeah. So
0: yeah, that, that was neat. That was, um, yeah, that was just, you know, that was our first idea and who knows if it'll come to fruition, but that was, you know, when we were just looking for, to do something for, for the kingdom. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of still, like God's <laughs> brought us those to a, a lot of, different situations but I feel like there's still just that desire in our heart for the something for the kingdom which is um just kind of our general just motto. get
1: everyone to be just connected do something into for something the kingdom. <laughs> exactly do something people please and, that, that is what and we hope. us
0: too and, yeah and we're just wanting that something I guess and
1: it never feels like enough and I don't think it ever will feel like enough but it's still something
0: yeah yeah like I yeah I feel like I, sometimes I just think that it should eventually feel like it if I do all of these things, but I think you're right. I think it'll just be, it won't because it will have to be, um, God working yeah. through us. And he's, he's
1: the only one that can really give us contentment and peace as we know. So that includes everything about our own ministry and our own, you know, purpose on this earth.
0: Well, and our church service was all talking about like the influence of a few people. And I think that that's like kind of, that's so hard for me to just feel like that that's okay to just influence a few people, Mm -hmm. you know, and go from there. Like, I feel like it's like, I need to be like, it's always like it needs to be bigger. I feel like is our is mm-hmm. our thing. You it's know? like
1: if we go by the world standards, this podcast will not have been a success until it has at least ten thousand weekly downloads.
0: Which blew me away when we've been listening to some podcasts now on podcasting to learn more about the craft and stuff, and it blew me away. Like that ten thousand was like the number to start.
1: That is insane. Like where it can be like commercially viable, where you might have people interested in in you know uh, advertising on your podcast or something like that. Which commercially viable, like we're not doing this to make money so I don't like I don't know why that would ever be the standard of success but still it feels like well there's a number out there like maybe that's what popularity that's what success really looks like
0: yeah yeah and yet you know it's like with all the sickness there's been um one friend of mine um that has you know watched the kids once a week every week and there's been another friend that's helped me a lot and like those friends have um you know, changed my life, like basically. And so, I mean, they're just doing this, this thing that no one sees, Mm -hmm. but it changes a life, changes a family, you know? And so I want to be like that, you know? And I think that's hard to just, to do those, those, those things instead of trying to have like this big plan or something. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. To be willing, to be content with your role, Even when it just means stepping into some mundane thing and doing something, some, you know. A meal, or laundry, or something for someone in need,
0: and not say, i mean—they have big plans as well. But I'm just saying, like that has impacted me more than anything. Going
1: like, and like and people that do a that when I'm sick. Car, cat, dog, laundry, dishes, wash in the, <laughs> in the parking lot at the community center. Like that's that would really, I think, you know, really get us a lot of gold stars, a lot of crowns.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! But you know what I mean. Like I mean, like when I know that my kids like. Like, or I cared for. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I mean, those are the truest friends that I've had, that there's mm-hmm. been a couple friends that have helped me out during this time. And like, that's, that's, you know, that's amazing. It is. And I, I hope to be willing to be sacrificial in that way.
1: You are. I've seen you do it.
0: Well, thank you.
1: But it is an ongoing thing. And so I understand.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. And, you know, and it's funny because this this influence, the guy that wrote the message for just influencing a few people is someone who I think influences quite a few people, you know, because. The guy who wrote the message. Um, our church message. Oh, Because, like, he has some books okay, and gotcha. stuff, you know, and, like, um, seems to really reach out to his neighborhood. Yeah. But the sermon is all about just reaching a couple people. And yeah. so maybe that's just the mentality. I mean, because I've seen him reach more than a couple people. So maybe it's like just the mentality is like, you're just looking at individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you kind of think? Or like, yeah, I think
1: so. I mean, ultimately it's not about the numbers because no number is ever going to be good enough or big enough. Nothing you ever do will ever be good enough or big enough to count.
0: That's true. That's true. Which is, which is hard, you know, because I feel like, I feel like Rick Warren would have to feel like kind of awesome. And yet, I mean, obviously you'd have to stay in a place of humility for God yes. to keep using you.
1: Yes. Yes. Because success is not for us. It is not something we can dwell on, not something we can hang our hat on, because it all is enabled by God. None of it is from our own power.
0: Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, we all we all want to be oh, yeah. the David. We all want to be the It's It's the deep person. inside of us.
1: And some of that is like, is that our design or is that our curse? Like, it's a little bit of both. Like, Satan managed to twist some part of our design that desire to be like God and turn it into something that we desire to be God instead.
0: Yeah. Cause like the temptation of Jesus, he tempted Jesus with giving him authority over the whole earth, you you know, Mm -hmm. and instead of being content with
1: the the thousands that
0: he was influencing at that point, it wasn't the whole kingdom at that point
1: and the billions that would follow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's hard, keeping the big picture in mind, going towards it while focusing on the individual.
1: So speaking of uh, best friends and what they can do for your life. Yes. Chewbacca. Let's talk about Chewbacca. (laughs) Yes. Everyone's favorite Wookiee. Well, really, there's no other Wookiee <laughs> anyone could possibly like.
0: Uh, oh, I don't know. No, Maybe. no, 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 no. None of <laughs> Let's those. Go Wookies. back to life day. Nope. <laughs> Lumpy. There's a, there's a winner.
1: Chewbacca, uh, the real Wookiee in everyone's heart and the best friend of Han Solo. Like it seems to me, and we talked about this, that um, you know, in the new movies, it became clear that when Han's relationship with Leia fell apart, who stuck by his side?
0: Chewbacca through all of Han's bad decisions, like Chewbacca was always the one there. yeah And so my favorite part of the solo movie is when like the love interest of of Han Hans, Han. I can never remember if it's It's just Han. Sorry. Not Han. Uh, Han. (laughs) If he um like when 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 she has to move out of the co pilot seat to let the Wookiee fly because like he's really old and knows how to fly like i love that part because um you know we see the true come oh yes that is she has to get out there in the third
1: wheel get get out get out girl (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there ain't no room for you in this relationship
0: (laughs) (laughs) so the the hard part about that is you know, Chewbacca is a boy and it's a different is he? species. I mean, it's a, yeah. <laughs> and it's a different species, but it's, it's a true, the true friendship. friendship. It's a true friendship. And so, like, is that what we're looking for coming up to our 13th anniversary? Mm-hmm, we are. Are we looking for the Chewbacca Hans, rela- Han, sorry, mm-hmm. Han relationship? Or are we looking for the, um, Like the Leia Han or the whatever her name was Han. (laughs) I think
1: we clearly like should strive to be like Chewbacca and Han because we are business partners and we are friends in through thick and thin. We travel together. We face every challenge together.
0: Like right, like I would be super sad if if someone else was your Chewie and like I was in the third seat. Like I don't know. That'd be wait
1: wait no no you're my Chewie.
0: Wait, I'm I'm Han in this. No, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I'm not sure if this is gonna work. If I see myself as Chewbacca. Hmm.
0: Who does the better Chewbacca invitation? I think it's you. It's better than me, anyway. So, well, and so here's the tricky part. Like, so, like my best friend, like, is me also, right but but then i have a girl oh, best friend yeah. too so oh. then so then you know but it's hard because when in a marriage like you're always going to be flying one direction oh, yeah. but then you have like people that come in beside you i guess you have londos and stuff maybe that's the best situation <laughs> like
1: lando i don't know if that's lando? a good friendship to to model anything out of <laughs> I mean, he did come for him when he was in Jabba's palace. Like he did, you know, he did come to rescue him.
0: And he has a lot of capes. I mean, who doesn't (laughs) want to be able to borrow capes?
1: Capes are the best. (laughs) Can't argue
0: with that. (laughs) Um, But yes, I would strive to be your Chewy Mm -hmm. or any good friend's Chewy because I mean, that's the person that you want in your co-pilot seat. Right. You don't want this fleeting thing that doesn't last through the ages. You're right, you're right. So maybe on our 13th, um anniversary it'll be like i'll dress up like chewie
1: nope this is, <laughs> this is a no i mean that sounds amazing <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> so,
0: it's symbolically be your co-pilot
1: <laughs> this sounds like a great anniversary special really <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man
1: i no, that sounds really hot <laughs> it's like j- july we don't have good air conditioning
0: we dress up in a rug <laughs> it would be awful but it is funny how how my perspective has changed because in the past i would have wanted to be um like have that like like that crazy romance where they kind of like are fighting and it's you know sparky and all of that stuff mm-hmm. like and I you know and you still want like
1: like you, you want to be able to have a kiss in front of a huge explosion
0: yeah I mean who does who doesn't want to do that <laughs> Pretty epic. but but it has changed like that I am like I never thought I'd be content being more like that sort of relationship but right. it does change where you want to be that that role where like you see your partner making odd decisions and odd mistakes but you don't just like disappear on them or like go and i don't know turn into a sith lord or something Mm, like like you want to
1: don't want to do that (laughs)
0: like you want to keep flying with them
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's true yeah that's reliable it's a really reliable path to take yeah
0: Does that bore you, the reliability? Like, if I'm your Chewbacca, is that boring? Or do you want the, like, crazy, like, unstable thing?
1: No, no, because the great thing about Chewbacca is he's the stabilizing influence, like, while the crazy person goes and does crazy things. He's right there beside him supporting him.
0: So, I think I am more like Chewbacca than you. You're a good supporter. You support me well. I don't know. You're a little crazier, Tim. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe. Or are you the Millennium Falcon? Like
1: <laughs> Not opposed to that idea either.
0: We have this fun character. So what about that relationship?
1: That is a that is a um a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> So many ways
0: and he loses the he like forget he he loses and bets away the Millennium Falcon and sure. stuff, like no one wants to be the Millennium Falcon. It may no, be a good character, definitely but,
1: just an object.
0: it <laughs> definitely trades hands a lot
1: definitely objectified that character <laughs> like really, it's not about the feminism, it's about <laughs> falconism <laughs> which actually is does definitely come up in the solo movie. there's the droids rights. And stand up for against the oppressors moment.
0: (laughs) It's just so sad that her final fate is to be kind of objectified objectified and gambled away.
1: (laughs) Oh, shoot, that's messed up.
0: (laughs) So let's go back to chewing, Mm Han. Yeah, I I think we've we've got that. I think we've established this.
1: I think it makes sense.
0: Okay, just as long as you don't think I'm boring, that you're good with the chewing. You're not. And I
1: don't think you're particularly hairy either. (laughs)
0: That's really good. I mean, but you do often think with your stomach (laughs) because it's so sick. (laughs) That's almost a cruel, like statement. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) let's try and come up with other another characteristic of Chewbacca. (laughs) I
0: I know it's it's hard to think of anything. I do have like crazy humidity curly hair that.
1: How humid was it on Endor? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thing he never had to go to Dagobah. No, wait. But like the in, in the prequels, his home planet is like a swamp. Right. So so shouldn't he be a little poofier? Right. Like, you know, a little more humidity huggable. does. Like all, all of the Wookiees should have been a lot more curly and frizzy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think
0: unless they have like some great like conditioner that we don't know about maybe that do needs... you want to know what the <gasps>
1: what what a Wookiee uses for conditioner that's
0: a great product idea I would want a, Wookiee <laughs> <conditioner. gasps> a bottle of conditioner
1: that just has a picture of Chewbacca <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he keeps it fairly straight man I did that, a that's
1: true that's true <laughs> can't argue with that I I that i like that idea it's a good product idea there's Chewbacca no way that i
0: would not buy that if it existed
1: well everybody thank you for listening to another episode of the good words podcast as always you can find us online our website is terribleaudio.com, audio.com all one word um you can listen to past shows um go ahead and find our show notes there with a link to um Find our show in the iTunes store, and you can rate it right there.
0: Have we told you to rate it yet in this episode? Because you should. And go
1: ahead and subscribe to it using the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, if you have one, um, or any old podcast app on another on, on any kind of phone. Any subscription is fine; doesn't matter. Um, and yeah just thanks for listening uh it's been real real fun and uh, we'll see you in uh... did
0: you almost just say it's been real <laughs>
1: it's been real real fun
0: it's been real it's been real that's a good ending.
1: <laughs> that was episode 52